welcome back to another episode of The Dream. I am your host, Nishi, and you, as you know, this month is National Poetry Month, and I am going to be speaking with so many different poets locally and around the world. But today, I have a lovely local poet with me, Miss Marsha Mills. I consider her my poetry auntie, to be honest. Yay! I love it. Yes, she is the head of Rhyme and Chat, but I'm, I'm not even going to talk about her. She's going to talk about herself. So, Miss <laughs> Marsha, please introduce yourself to well, I am Marsha Mills. I am poetically known as the Poetic Diva. I'm the president of Rhyme and Chat Interactive Poetry Organization. The organization has existed since 1999. I've been the president since 2004, but it was only in 2021 that I finally dug my heels in, did the work to where we are now an official 501c3 nonprofit organization. That is awesome. So tell us how, how did poetic journey how did it begin like how did you become interested in poetry I believe I was like so many kids you know when you're in grade school you have to write a mother's day poem and you have to write um how was your summer vacation and write it as an essay or as a poem and poetry was just always easiest for me and then as I got into my more teen years got a little bit older um, I found it as a wonderful way to help me cope with things. I've been an introvert all my life. And even though I can, you know, turn it on for people and, and be in crowds and all, I internalize a lot of things. I don't share a lot of things. So I've found poetry as a wonderful way of escape. And it wasn't, it really wasn't until 1999 when I first heard on the radio about this group of folks that were getting together and sharing poetry. Never heard of people just getting together and sharing poetry with one another until I heard about it on the radio and it was rhyming chat. And um, I went to a session and it was really cool. It was a diverse group of people and they weren't critiquing one another. They weren't criticizing one another. And after going to probably two or three sessions, I got brave enough to stand up and and share my own poetry. And it was well-received, I was well-received. And I've been writing and sharing and encouraging others and providing platforms ever since. Oh, wow. And you say that you've been an introvert? Blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind because I, knowing you and seeing you and just like seeing how you interact with other people and other like, I would have never guessed. I hear it over and over again. It's like, girl, you're not an introvert, but this is the thing. A lot of times people think of introverts as people who are quiet and shy and they keep to themselves. But that's really not what it's about. It's about how do you re-energize. So if you're the type of person that after a stressful day, you want to go out with your friends, go to the bar, get yourself some drinks and just like party and hang out with a crowd you're most likely an extrovert. If you're the type of person that just wants to go get in the bubble bath or read a book, <laughs> pull the covers over your head, like you run out of words at the end of the day, like I don't have any more words left, yes. then you're most likely an introvert. Wow. So I can do people, but I have a limit yes. to, the yes. to the peopling I can do. And then I have to just kind of, you know, withdraw for a little bit. Yeah. So I can get my energy back. That's, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm 
having to rework my. I'm like, am I an introverted extrovert? Yeah. I have to rework my my definitions and and do some self, you know, reflecting. Yeah, I am definitely an introvert. Because oh, there'll be times God. that I'll be out, and you can kind of tell when you see me out. And I'm like snapping my selfies and I'm interacting and I'm I'm all on. Yes. Yeah, Marsha Marsha's having Marsha's having her an extroverted moment. Oh, there you go. But you better believe late on that night. Where <laughs> you're just like <laughs> in the corner, like, I'm here, but I'm not really I'm here. Not here. <laughs> I'm about to be, I'm about to be home. No, yeah. There you go. There you go. So I want you to describe your your poetry style. What inspires your poetry? My poetry is mostly inspired by relationships, be it relationships between uh, a romantically connected couple, relationships between friends, a sisterhood, relationships between family members, things of that nature. That's usually what inspires um, the poetry that I write. Yeah, it's not very often that I'll write um, poetry about the blooming of flowers and growing of trees. Yeah. I have, but the majority of them are dealing with, with people and how we interact and how we cope. So if it's based on relationship, is it due to just how the relationships in your lives have gone? Is it due to like how you've seen other people interact with each other? Like what really drives that inspiration? It is all the things. (laughs) So a lot of what I share is based on things that I've actually gone through myself. Some of it is as a witness. I feel like um, to a certain degree, those of us who write are the like reporters of (laughs) the historians. We capture those moments in writing. We are able to articulate things that other people can't articulate. And and sometimes the the poetry calls us, you know, and and it's a it's a it's a muse, it's a an inclination that hits us, and it's like, oh, oh, I gotta capture this moment. Let me write this down. And it may not necessarily be something that we've personally experienced, but it's something that came to us, and we have to write about it. Yeah. So who would you describe as your main audience? We talked a little bit before we started recording. We did talk a little bit about our audience. Um, audience, but for you specifically as a poet, and you could also talk about rhyming chat too, like how, how you you know you want to branch out into you know all of that. Yeah. So I guess the main or I never really thought about the audience for my poetry because I I write. I write for me. I share with others, but I write for me. So, so the audience comes. They 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 self-select themselves. So I can't necessarily say, you know, this particular poem is for you, you, and you, <laughs> because it may connect to somebody who I'm not even expecting it to connect to. So, um, and as far as, um. The rhyming chat part, our, our target audience is really anyone who enjoys poetry and loves people. Yes. So there's, yes. A, there's, a, there's a, a population of people who love poetry. They, they love the written word. They love the spoken word. 
And if you don't deliver it or create it to their liking, then you're a bad poet and they toss you to the side because that's not to their liking. That's not who Ramen Chet is. Um, we don't judge poetry. We support and encourage people. So if you are in the room with us, then you're valuable and you're awesome and you're amazing. If you are brave enough to step to the mic, then you have our undivided attention. You have a captive audience and, and you are the biggest and most important person in the room. And I feel like, especially in times like these, where there's so much division and there's so much judgment and um, counseling, this whole cancel culture and, and all of that, you know, the slightest mistake that a person makes can go viral and, and all of this, where we're afraid to even live in the skin that we're in. As long as we're on this side of heaven, we're, we, we make mistakes. We do, we do some goofy and crazy stuff. So it's wonderful to have a population of people that will accept you flaws and all, um, and, and give you that, that undivided attention and be receptive to whatever it is that you have to share. So yeah, our, our, our target audience is whoever, whoever comes. Yeah. That is beautiful because I know that anybody, I mean, not just poets, um, even though we're talking about poetry specifically, but anybody who does anything creative, I don't know, I would say I'm my worst critic. And so to have other people even like possibly critique you already is like, I'm already on guard. Right. Like, I'm right. on guard about my art. Like, I don't want anybody else I'm to I'm sensitive it. about my, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sensitive about it. And so... Yeah. To have that space where you don't feel that. Exactly. It's it so liberating. Yes. It's really, really freeing and liberating. And there's been, I can't even tell you the number of times that we've done open mic events and there'll be somebody sitting in the back of the room that'll come up expressing an interest in sharing. And they will say, you know, I wasn't planning on sharing anything. But um, and I've never shared in front of people before, but this feels like a space where I can do it. When I hear those words, it makes it worth everything <laughs> that that we go through to keep the organization relevant and moving. It's for those moments. It's for those people to to have that um, that opportunity to share. Yeah. Okay. So I know that Ryman Chat has published few books yeah yeah and so I want you to talk about those but also I want to know if you personally as a poet have published I'll start with your last question first <laughs> I have not published a book of poetry on my own and I've had so many people like eh, why? why not <laughs> I will I will tell you I have gotten so and and I have enough poetry to where I could I have gotten so focused on what I believe to be my true calling, which mm -hmm. is to pro provide platforms for others, that I, I really don't do a lot of self-promotion. Mm -hmm. So I do have poetry that is a part of my poetry group's anthologies that we put out, yes, yes. but I don't necessarily have um, a book of my own. And I'm also one that believes that my poetry is 
better received is better received when spoken than when read. When I look at my poetry on the page, and here I go critiquing, when I look at my poetry on the page, it's like, oh, that's ugly. That line is longer than that line, and that's the all real short. And then I, it's ugly on the page. It doesn't like flow and have like a shape to it. Like, like a lot of people, I think, would expect a, a poem meant for the page to, to display itself as. Yet when I speak it, it flows because there's just a natural rhythm in the way that that I speak and, and deliver the poetry that I write. So that's another um, reason that I haven't just really gone down the the road of trying to to publish my own book of poetry. Not to say that I never will, but at this point, at this point, I haven't. We could look okay. We could use an audio book. That is true. Okay. That is true. That is so true. Yes. And that would. Probably be the route that I would take, and we will take it. We will take it. <laughs> that would probably that would probably be the route that I would probably choose. Um, once I get to the point where I'm ready to publish something on my own, but right now I take so much joy in seeing other people find their voice and own their voice and stand in that thing, and to look through the most recent book. I'm doing an anthology every year. And with us being a nonprofit, it's actually one of our fundraisers um, for the organization. But it also benefits the poet because they have an opportunity to, you know, purchase books and sell their own books and set up as a vendor and things of that nature. Uh, but the most recent anthology, the 2022 anthology that we did is called Reboot. And it is 162 pages of awesomeness with about... 28 local poets that are a part of the book. And it's, we are an interactive poetry organization, meaning that we share poetry and then we talk about it. The book is an interactive book. So we have writing prompts. It's actually called Reboot Prompts, Pokes, Prods. Um, so there's writing prompts all throughout the book. And there's QR codes where once you accept one of the writing challenges, you can take a picture of it, scan the QR code, and email it to us. And that starts the conversation between between you, the writer, and the organization. So once we get that in our in our inbox, we read through it and then we respond with a poem. So it starts the conversation back and forth. So it's really been it's really been fun to check out some of the submissions that we've got from people who have purchased books. Yeah. So that's that's where I've been pouring myself into. It's it's more of um, being a service provider and an encourager for others. But that is so amazing. And it shows your heart because, I mean, any person who does something creative, of course, like it's all, it really is about promoting yourself and, and trying to prove it, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing it's not at all. It's not a bad thing at all. Mm -mm. But I think it shows, again, like you said, you're, you're realizing, okay, yes, I'm a poet. Yes, I do write for myself as well. But my calling is to put that platform for others. It is. And it is a beautiful thing that we already talked about this before we started the podcast. I probably should have started the podcast while we were talking about it. <laughs> but you've already influenced so many people through this and Thank have you. restarted their journey when they had a journey and they stopped or, or maybe oh, they yeah. never really, they began it alone and now they have other people to lean on. Exactly. 
So it's like every every city needs this. Okay, <laughs> like you just need to you can start here, but then you're gonna start. I gonna would love. Beaches. I would love to do that. Actually, my goal in Chattanooga is to have pockets of interactive poetry groups all throughout the city, in East Ridge, in Vixen, in East Brainerd. I would like for us to eventually get to that point. So we're working towards that. We are. We are. Because this is my thing. Once a person... (laughs) I'm going to let them do that. (laughs) So poetry is the tool that we use, but it's it's really bigger than that. So once a person finds their voice, they own their voice and they get to the point to where they really feel and know that they're being heard and they're being applauded and they're being celebrated. That's a boost to your um, confidence, your, your view of yourself, your view of the world. And then there's nothing that you're not able to do. You can start your own business. You can get out of that dead-end relationship. And you know what I mean? There's all types of amazing, empowering things that you're capable of doing. And poetry is is the the vehicle that's getting you there. But it's the end result is is so much bigger than that. So this is gonna be, I think, my favorite part of the of the interview. Do you have a piece, a poetry piece that you would like to share? Something that you don't mm. think, like I do, especially now that you're talking about how speaking this makes me excited because you're talking about speaking your poetry is better than I'm like okay she gets <laughs> like what she got what she got um I was I was told years ago by a poet much wiser than myself that if you're gonna do this poetry thing you should always have a poem in your pocket. Like always have something memorized that no matter what the audience, no matter what the situation is, that you can pull that thing out and share it. Because you never know when somebody's going to say, you got a poem you can share with us. <laughs> so I, I have a poem I can share with you. It is entitled Open Mic. And it goes as this. Social nonconformist. I'm not buckling to outer pressure, yet I'm plagued by the inner. Steeped in faith, love, I'm morally grounded, I'm a saved by grace sinner. Not rolling with the times, y'all, I'm just rolling with my rhymes. I'm a lyrical poet, standing tall, dark, and fine. With a smooth flow of verse, rhythm, and rhyme that leaves a mark as it echoes in your heart, your soul, and your mind. For you see, the love I make to each word is specialized. Words, they flow from my soul, they leave me mesmerized. They're loaded down and overflowing with my life internalized. You see, they're a vocal depiction of who I am, eternalized. I stroke my words. I make love to each phrase like a potter working with clay. Words, they awake me from my sleep at night and divert my thoughts throughout the day. Demanding to be put on paper or threatening to disappear, just like vapor. So respect my words. Hold tight to each one, for they have touched my heart, affected my mind, and they flow from my soul as I claim my place. At the mic. So that's open mic. That's open mic. And I'm I'm speaking of myself, but I'm also speaking of the the power and the respect that is due to the person that's standing at the mic. Because it's no small undertaking to get up out of your seat 
and to walk down front in front of this room full of strangers and stand at a mic and bear your poetic soul. Yes. So they deserve at an open mic, they deserve all the respect and attention that you can muster. Thank you. Uh, so my last question for you today is, what is some advice that you have for aspiring poets, aspiring writers, those who maybe are still in the closet with it, who haven't gotten to that point of like, I'm going to go to an open mic and I may or may not speak. Um, what is some advice that you have? My advice would be, no matter what, stay true to yourself. Move at the pace that you feel comfortable moving at. Don't allow anybody to rush you, to force you, to form you, to shape you. Um, your poetry is a true reflection of who you are. And let it be that. A true reflection of who you are. If you are one who writes for the page do that. Um, not to say at all to um, not accept challenges, but do that on your own terms. Um, if you are one who desires to write and publish a book, do that and don't let anybody on this earth talk you out of doing it. Um, as long as your words, your poetry, your art comes from you, it has value, and so do you. Hey guys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. See, I knew, I knew. I was so glad when I saw your name. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, yes. I was honored to have an opportunity to oh, sit down and talk to you. Yes. Oh my goodness. I know that that this interview and all the other interviews I'm doing with the other poets, it's going to touch other writers, and I'm very excited that. I, I get to push you guys out there too to support you and support on the chat support other poets' work. And if they have a book published, you already know. I'm putting all the social media handles, I'm putting all the websites, I'm putting all the things in the details of the podcast. You guys, please go check out every single poet. Make sure you check out Miss Marsha here, Miss Marsha Mills. Check out Rhyme and Chat. If you are in Chattanooga and you're hearing this and you're like, mm, I may want to check it out, please check out the Fresh Out the Shoebox. Open mics on Thursday. There are tons of other events. Miss Marsha is on, like, she's on it when it comes to emails. And I think every single day I have an email. <laughs> I have so much to say. Yes. I have so much to and say. I love it. No, I think it really, for me, I'm like, oh, yes. I love that I get, like, kind of a daily email where I'm like, okay, I get a stretch and strengthen yes. exercise. I get all the events coming up so I can be like, okay, what can I put in my calendar? What can I fit? I love the like the constant reminders. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's and so what fun. it is, it's a buffet. Yes. And you pick and choose the items from the buffet that you desire. Exactly. But I'm providing the platforms for you and you do those things that you desire to do. Oh. So yeah, so it would be a phenomenal and you don't have to be in, in Chattanooga to um to follow us and to support what it is that we're doing. Our website is um rhymingchat.com. R-H-Y-M-E, the letter N, C-H-A-T-T dot com. Our email is R-N-C, poetry, at gmail dot com. And, um, and then you can also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram under Rhyme and Chat. Yes. 
So yeah, we've always got something going on. We're actually um, setting up a scholarship fund at this point. So we hope to actually put that into action um, next year. So, um, yeah, so we're, we've got all types of amazing things going on and ways that people can connect. We have a Ramen Chat member who is in um, Detroit, as far as Detroit. We have some several who are out of town, but the furthest in the States is Detroit. And we have a new member who is in Dubai. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> we, we turn no one, we turn no one away. Wherever you are, oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, and as you said, this is you want it to grow, and that's really good. That's amazing. Really oh my do. goodness! So thank you so much, Miss Martha, for coming. I thank this, you. This has been amazing. Yes, thank yeah. you so much for just opening your heart, sharing your heart with us, sharing your poetry with us, and to anybody who's out there, if this is if this sounds like something that you're interested in, that will open up. If you're like, this is the next step I need to take, please take that next step. Miss Marsha, you are in good hands. Okay? Yes, you, you are. are. in such good yes, hands. Yes, you are. So this has been another episode of The Drink for National Poetry Month. And this is Miss Marsha Mills, you guys. And Woo! I will see you guys on the next episode.